0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3573, for Wednesday, the 13th of April, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Home Coffee Roasting, Part 2. It is part of the series, Coffee. It is hosted by Dint and is about 21 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, How I've roasted and brewed coffee. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is DNT. Um, again, I've recorded this using SoloCast and it's been working out really well now that I'm into the edit. Um, so thanks, Todd Norris, for providing that. Um, and I recommend other hosts and prospective hosts give it a try because it does make this process quite a lot easier, especially to um, record something where you want to actually cover certain things. So this is going to be part two of my um, two-part episode about home coffee roasting. Um, I, uh, the first episode came out about two weeks ago. Uh, so uh, if, you, if this sounds interesting, you may want to go back and listen to that one if you, if you missed it. Um, so thank you for joining us today, and here we go with the recording. So now how I roast and how I have roasted coffee. So I started out with the classic popcorn popper. Uh, it's one of those countertop things that um, is like a, an air roasting thing uh, that's designed for popcorn. Uh, there are certain designs of that kind of machine that works very well for coffee roasting. So it, um, and it's, it's kind of good. It, it blows the chaff away uh, in a neat way so you can have your, your bowl to catch all the chaff that's flying out of the thing. Uh, through the chute that kind of directs it down you know and uh, and of course there's no smoke suppression so you you really have to do it under um, an oven a stove hood or something like that so uh, but then, then it's okay I used to do this in a you know, one bedroom apartment with just under the hood and, and it's just absolutely fine it doesn't even set off the fire alarms in the apartment uh, but it does make a lot of smoke, so be, just be aware of that. So, yeah, that's a great way to start roasting. It's, it's you know, you pay almost nothing. So if it doesn't work out for you, if you don't like it, you know, you didn't lose a bunch of money on it. You But the thing is, you can only roast a really small amount. Also, it's supposed to roast very, very fast. So, uh, because there's no temperature control at all. So it's harder to... Um, uh, I mean, again, this, all this is very subjective, but one of the things that many people think is that it's uh, if you roast coffee slower, you'll uh, develop certain more desirable um, flavors in it. Uh, so that's something people say about the, the popcorn popper. Um, but you will get great coffee out of it. Um, it's uh, and, um, and it's wonderful that there is this option for people who are interested in starting out. I, I don't think I would have started roasting coffee if I didn't have this option to try it out. The next I bought um, this thing that's called Stove Pop. It's, uh, it's like a pot, one of those pots that have a crank on top that you can make popcorn with. Uh, it's designed for popcorn, but again, it works very well for coffee as well. So that one is cool, because you can roast a lot more coffee. You can roast even up to one pound of coffee. And yeah, I recommend trying. It's kind of crazy. Um, you have to crank really fast, um, and it makes a ton of smoke, because you're roasting a lot of coffee with no smoke suppression. Uh, but I think for learning about roasting coffee, I think it's really nice to, to, to have it and try it out. So yeah, I had that for a while. That was my roasting machine. Um, and then after that, I decided to buy um, an actual uh, a, a machine that was designed for roasting coffee. Uh, and that one was what's called the Fresh Roast SR700. So that's, it's almost like uh, taking the popcorn popper and just redesigning it specifically for coffee. Um, and uh, it's the same kind of idea. It's an air roaster. And what was cool, what was really cool about the fresh roast SR700 is it, it had a, it had some kind of Arduino thing in it, and it had a USB port, and then you could connect it to your computer. Uh, and then the company that made it, they, they have their own um, software that's not very good. I never even tried it because it doesn't run on Linux. Um, and uh, there is actually, um, there is a. Uh, something called open roast that it's uh, so there are two things there's open roast which is like a graphical user interface application in Python and there's uh, something called uh, it's a Python library called fresh roast SR700. Uh, those together allow you to control your your roaster from the computer so then yeah there are lots of other kind of higher end roasters that are controllable from the computer. You can, you know, you can map out the roast temperatures the whole, the whole way. Um, so this thing allows you to, to do that with the Fresh Roast SR700. Um, it'll basically, um, it'll alternate between uh, the, there are three heat levels in the open roast, low, medium, and high. So it'll, it'll rotate from high to low or from high to yeah, I think it's from by default. It's supposed to be from high to low. It'll rotate between those really fast to regulate the temperature based on the thermometer that's in it. Um, so, so yeah, you can um, create your your roast profile. Um, you know how your temperature rises over time in the roast. Um, in in this case, that those are the two variables that you have, and um, and then. It, it just you just basically hit run and it, and it does it for you. And then all you have to do is be there to remove your coffee and move it to something to cool um, as soon as it's ready. Um, so yeah, my uh, unit of the Fresh Roast SR700 actually had an issue where um, this application wasn't working because whatever uh, signature it used to identify the low level when it was switching between high and low to regulate the temperature, the low level didn't work on my unit. And then I found uh, on GitHub, uh, there's a bunch of other people who had this same problem. Apparently some SR700 units have this issue. Uh, and then somebody on uh, GitHub actually wrote a change to the, to the FreshRoast SR700 library. Um, so that instead of rotating from high to low, it'll rotate from high to cool which is off basically. Uh, so then it, it made it work. Uh, and then I could, I, could use the, um, I could use Open Roast uh, on Linux with my um, SR700. So yeah, I, I used that one for a long time, and, uh, but I have since moved to another one that uh, allows me to roast more coffee at, all at once. Uh, now, since I mentioned cooling, like you, you, you have to be there to remove the coffee and dump it into something to cool. Uh, so yeah, ideally the best way to do that is having like a colander, um, I think that's the right word, yeah, the thing you, you know for straining your pasta or whatever, uh, and then just put it on top of a fan, uh, I have this fan that you can rotate it, you can tilt it so that it's pointing straight up, and then I can just set the colander right on top of it, dump the coffee on it, and then in like two minutes it's cool to the touch. Um, and, and that's another thing a lot of people say it's important to cool your coffee quickly, um, because otherwise it keeps cooking, right? Um, so, so that's that. And then the, the fresh roast sr 700, for example, when, when you hit the cooling cycle, it'll just turn off the heating element and it'll just blow air. Um, but of course the, the, you know, the whole thing is still very hot. So it's, it's going to take a while to cool. Uh, And yeah, actually I should say with the the Fresh Roast SR700, there are three variables. There's the, uh, you can set the the heat, the time of course, and also the air speed, the the fan speed. Uh, So that's another thing. For example, I I used to use uh, the cycle I used to, the the profile I used to use, it started like the fan setting a little lower um, because you know, the coffee is all cool um, and then the, the fan setting goes up um, towards the end when the coffee's getting really hot. Uh, usually that's a common thing. Whatever whatever way you have to move the beans, uh, you wanna increase it towards the end to kind of prolong the end of your roast. That's supposed to be a good thing to do. So then I moved to the Beemore 2000 AB Plus. Uh, that one is a great machine. It's um, it, uh, it, I, I don't get to use uh, the laptop to control it um, But it has its own um, programs in it And it has manual control So you can just be there and kind of execute your, your roast manually And uh, yeah, I really like the BMORE Because it's, um, it's got the, like these buttons A, B, C, D And then you just kind of had to know what the buttons do at certain times, um, so because the, the, the design, the it's like the design, uh, the, the, uh, the interface, let's say, uh, it really makes sense to someone who's using it and who knows how to use it, who maybe is someone who has a little bit of experience roasting coffee. It makes a lot of sense to someone like that, but it probably doesn't make any sense to anybody else is my point. Uh, and also another thing is B-more, uh sells a lot of the parts um, so you can repair your machine um, on your own and even they they actually sell the, like if you had an older model, they came out with a newer model kind of recently that had some new features in the electronics and you could actually buy just the electronics and replace them, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing you want to keep a company that does that, right? Anyway. So, yeah, the, with, with, so with the Beemore uh, you can roast up to one pound at a time. I usually roast uh, one pound when I'm roasting uh decaf, I roast half a pound. Uh, it's a drum roaster. So it's, uh, it's basically like a, a um, an electric oven um, that with a fan. And then it just has like a drum in it that spins and your coffee sits in this drum. And so you can control the temperature, the, temperature, uh, the uh, not, not, not the temperature, you can control how much power you send to the heating element. And, and those are uh, zero, 25%, 50 75 100%. Uh, you can also, there are two speeds for the drum So you can increase the, the drum speed towards the end of your roast to um, make your beans move more and um, help them withstand the temperature. Um, and extend the roast towards the end. And uh, also, the Beemore AB uh, 2000 AB uh, has uh, some smoke suppression. It has this kind of thing, kind of like a catalytic converter, that uh, it really reduces the smoke. You it, you still get plenty of smoke. Uh, it will definitely set off your fire alarm if you don't do it like right by a window or under the the hood. Um, but um, but it's much less than it would be otherwise, especially if you're roasting a pound, right? And now brewing. So I'll start with the grinder. I use a grinder from Baratza. The name, the model is Encore. It's their cheapest one. Uh, Again, this is a company that sells tons of parts for their machines. They support their machines. Uh, I just ordered a couple of gaskets um, for my grinder. so yeah, great to see. You can basically rebuild the entire thing. Any, anything, you can buy the motor, you can buy every single part in it separately uh, and rebuild your entire grinder if you have to. Uh, great thing, and it works really well too. It roasts fine enough for espresso, so I recommend the Barrazza grinder um, Encore. And they, may, they have other more expensive ones too. And then for uh, actual brewing, when I first started drinking coffee, uh, I w- used a mocha pot, and I still love it. It's, uh, you know, absolute classic, uh, makes great coffee. One of the best um, home coffee-making machines you can have, really. Uh, and then after a while, when I spent some time in the Dominican Republic, I took a French press with me, uh, and that was okay. I don't, I don't love it that much. I, I have since got rid of it, and I don't use it anymore. Later, I used the pour-over for a while, um, which also I don't love it. It's okay. Uh, it can make kind of good coffee, but I'm, I'm, I like the stronger stuff. Then I made the, I got this, um, I got this thing that's called the brewer. It's for making cold brew. Uh, it just, uh, controls the dripping, um, so that you fill up this reservoir with water and it just slowly drips it into the, the bed of, of grounds. Um and uh, and you, you're supposed to do this in the fridge overnight. And yeah, it's really delicious. I, I kind of look forward to summer um, for having cold brew like that again. So next, the I got this uh, flare espresso uh, machine. So this is a it's a hand um, like a, with a lever espresso machine. So you have this brew head where you put your, your coffee grounds, you tamp them. And then you, you fill it up with hot water. Uh, and then there's this contraption that you can just push the coffee, push the water through, um, and it has a little pressure gauge. So you can control the pressure that you apply to it. Uh, cause you may know espresso is, you know, you push water through, uh, coffee, at, at pressure. And uh, so the, the, co- the, the bed of coffee is what puts up that pressure, right? So the, the bed has to be in a certain way, it has to be uh, ground to a certain degree of um, fineness And it has to be tamped in a certain way, it has to be fairly level So that the water doesn't kind of find channels through it And other things can affect it too uh, like, if you if you grind it too fine, then the, the bits can actually clog uh, the basket uh, below, and then, no, you cannot get much coffee through. Uh, that can happen if you accidentally grind it too fine. Uh, also, I think, sometimes I think the, the level of moisture in the coffee can affect it too. Like, uh, sometimes I'll be making, I'll be grinding coffee for espresso, at one level and it's working great, then I get a new roast and I try it and then it does not work. It I cannot pass any water through that. I have to change the grinder setting to grind a little um, more, a little coarser uh, so that I can make coffee. So, uh, yes, something happened between this roast and the last one that's making this work different. So there's other factors too. Um, but anyway, basically, yeah, the coffee affects um, how much pressure you can get. Um, to push the coffee through and for espresso you have to get it to a certain level of pressure Uh, but if you go overboard then you can't put enough pressure to pass the water through it. So as you can see it's a whole thing. Anyway so the Flair Espresso uh, machine uh, I have the one that's called I think it's called Pro Signature Pro something like that uh, is the one that has uh, the pressure gauge and the machine is really irritating. It's like not really well designed. It can kind of slip on the on your countertop. The lever is like shaped so that that's like I think it has to be shaped that way for balance, but at the same time the shape really makes it hard for you to get a decent grip on it. And uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of a pain in, in many ways. But the coffee you get is is absolutely it's excellent. So for that, it's worth it. It's, it's a pain, but I mean, at this point, uh, you understand that my tolerance for um, having to do stuff for my coffee is quite high. So there we go. Uh, and then since this, I have also bought an AeroPress. Many of you I'm sure know the AeroPress. Um, it's a great little thing. Uh, it's a similar principle to the espresso machine or the, the mocha pot. Where it tries to push water through the coffee at pressure, uh, which is supposed to extract more from the coffee and make a stronger cup of coffee. Uh, now the Aeropress is really nice because it's so small, it's really light. Um, like I have brewed coffee for myself uh, in the car uh, on a road trip. You know, just stop at a QT, get some hot water, uh, grind your coffee with your your little hand cranked grinder, and put in your Um, AeroPress and you've got coffee You've got good coffee on the road Uh, For that alone To me it's worth it But I am using it a lot these days too I usually have one uh, My first coffee in the morning is usually out of the Flair Espresso And then the rest of the day I have Usually two more from the AeroPress So that's that That was my two part episode about home coffee roasting Uh, I'm talking about brewing as well now, I just want to say that, you know, you drinking coffee, like a lot of people like coffee. We have drunk coffee for a very long time, uh, and coffee is is a great thing. So, you, you know, you can drink, I guess my point is you can drink coffee however you like. Um, there's no better or worse coffee. This is how I like my coffee, and I've made it a kind of a thing for me. But, uh, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, just buying your Folgers at the store or whatever other kind of industrialized coffee is available in your area. I've done that myself many times. I have my favorite industrialized coffee uh, from Brazil that I used to drink back there. Uh, and, uh, and I still think it's good. I would buy it and I would, I would drink it. It was good, you know. I would boil the water with a little bit of cinnamon with a, a cinnamon stick in it. Uh, and then it would kind of taste a little bit like cinnamon. And I remember in the Dominican Republic when I was there, a lot of people would put um, nutmeg in their coffee as well and uh, a drop of vanilla extract. You know, all wonderful ways to consume this um, wonderful thing that nature has given us. So enjoy our coffee the way you do. Uh, you know, it's a gift that we have. And, you know, if you found uh, all this stuff that I've talked about interesting then by all means, pursue it. It's been fun for me. Uh, But if not, keep your coffee, because it is perfect just the same. Thank you for listening, and tune in tomorrow again for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Bye-bye.